This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending September 16th of 2023, two more reports on inflation just ahead of this week's Fed meeting, single-family versus multifamily rent growth, and why two background check companies were fined $5.8 million. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We begin with economic news from this past week and another round of inflation reports for the month of August. The Consumer Price Index showed an increase in overall inflation, but a drop in the core rate, which eliminates pricing for energy and food. The overall CPI rose an unexpected 0.6%, mostly due to a surge in energy prices. That brought the yearly rate up from 3.2 to 3.7%. But when you strip the numbers down to the core rate, inflation was only up 0.2%, and that small increase lowered the annual core rate from 4.7 to 4.3%. We also got the Producer Price Index report for August, which showed a higher-than-expected jump in wholesale prices, again due to a surge in energy prices. The PPI was up 0.7% in August, with a rise in the annual rate from 0.8 to 1.6%. At the core level, prices were up 0.2% and brought the annual rate down from 2.4 to 2.2%. The Fed pays more attention to the core rate when assessing where we are with inflation, and we'll be looking at both reports when officials meet this week to discuss monetary policy and the need for another rate hike. The big question is when will we finally see inflation hit the Fed's 2% target? And according to J.P. Morgan analyst David Kelly, that won't happen until late next year. But he also says, quote, To the extent that higher gasoline prices cool other consumer spending, the recent energy price surge could contribute to slower growth and lower inflation entering 2024. Well, what does that mean? That higher gas prices might lead to lower inflation. The weekly unemployment report shows continued strength in the job market but there were an additional 12,000 initial claims for a total of 217,000. As reported by MarketWatch, the four-week moving average fell 5,000 to 224,000, which is the lowest level since February. Mortgage rates moved slightly higher this past week and remained firmly above 7%. Freddie Mac says the average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was up six basis points to 7.18%. The 15-year was up 1.0 to 6.51%. By the way, I just did my economic and housing forecast. You can see the recording of that at realwealth.com. Just click on the Learn tab. Rent growth continues to slow, but apartment rents are dipping into the negative, while single-family rents remain positive in most markets. Reports also show that for apartments, rent growth is slowing more in urban areas than in the suburbs. The Rental Housing Journal shows that the national average for multifamily rent growth is now negative 1.7% for core cities and negative 1.2% in the suburbs. That's for the month of July. Rent growth also varies a lot from city to city, with some cities and metro areas showing double digits. For instance, in the Chicago area, rent growth was a positive 13.8% within city limits and 28.4% in the suburbs. So you really need to check on specific markets and suburbs. As for single-family rents, the latest report from CoreLogic is for June and shows that nationally, single-family rents grew by 3.3% year-over-year. 
That's the lowest rate of rent growth since the fall of 2020. But the monthly reading of 1.1% for June is almost exactly the same as the pre-pandemic average of 1% for June. Again, rent growth will vary quite a bit from market to market. In Chicago, year-over-year single-family rent growth was 6.6% in June, while it was negative 1.2% for Las Vegas. The FTC is demanding $5.8 million in penalties from two background check providers that cater to landlords. The FTC claims that Truthfinder and Instant Checkmate have been deceiving clients with inaccurate reports about the existence of criminal records. The companies are based in California and offer people search services with monthly subscription fees to see full reports. The FTC says they reaped big profits from monthly subscription fees with push notifications and marketing emails about a criminal or arrest record for a particular subject, and then the record would end up showing something like a traffic ticket. The FTC also claims they'd market themselves as having the most accurate information available to the public, but in reality, they would get the information from third-party sources with disclaimers about accuracy. They're also accused of violating the Fair Credit Reporting Act, or FCRA, and for providing reports to people who don't have a permissible reason to obtain them. Again, the names of those companies are Truthfinder and Instant Checkmate. I'd like to end this episode with a quick mention about a new tool at Realtor.com that helps calculate short-term rental profit. It's available on the website's My Home Dashboard. The calculation uses Airbnb data and is based on a seven-day rental estimate. If you're thinking about potential income from an Airbnb listing for your home, this might be a handy tool. Well, that's it for today. You can read more about the stories in this episode by following links in the show notes at newsforinvestors.com. And if you'd like to know more about how to buy rental real estate, make sure you're a Real Wealth member. It's free to join and will give you access to all of our data on various rental markets, along with hundreds of webinars, our experienced investment counselors, more than a dozen property teams you can work with, and lots of great ideas about how to get from A to B in your wealth building journey. And it's free to join. Again, that's at newsforinvestors.com. I'm Kathy Fetke. Thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.